Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Larry Richard, unfiltered with Jim Cren. Sheila Highland is on the A-list. She'll be with us next week. I love our Sheila. She's taking a little break. She needs a break from us every other week, you know. Yeah, I get it. I would need a break from us, too. Oh, I get it. Right? Yes. She's going to be at Market District in Settlers Ridge with us. Big party. By the way, if you want to come by, that's 11 o'clock Thursday, December, what is that, 9th? 9th, December 9th, you're shopping and come hang out with us and party. And we'll show you you everything there. all things Yenzer. You party for two hours, go home. They won't even know you're partying. Your family, where were you? I was food shopping. That place is like this strip district inside, it's, indoors. It's awesome. And you grew up in the strip. I, I vacation there. <laughs> That's how nice it is. He takes bus trips. I do. I go to the market district and vacation there. It's awesome. Well, this is episode 10. We're really excited because we've been emanating from 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street near the Birmingham Bridge for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And the proprietors are Bob Bozzelli and Lou Caputo. I love so when he we got Italian. You're, you're, deep down, you're Italian. Well, man. I married into an Italian American family. I, I, My wife is. I know you're not Italian, right? No, I'm so I German and Irish. When we went to Italy, he's walking around. He tries to speak in the child or the bad, in the bad child. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm a linguist. <laughs> you are a linguist. When I get to Rome, they go, "Oh, Lorenzo's here." <laughs> but <laughs> like you enunciate too, you know. Bobby Buzzelli. It's really not Buzzelli. Bob, how do you pronounce your name properly? Bob Buzzelli. Buzzelli. Is that right? And Louis Caputo. Right? Yes, sir. Buzzelli. And uh, by the way, they're very excited. They're going to see Sebastian Maniscalco, whose parents are from Sicily in Italy, he'll tell you. There's apparently a big difference. He's a young Pat Cooper. Now, I want to know. Pat Cooper is from years ago. He's very funny. Bobby is from Bloomfield, which is... Mm -hmm. Little Italy of Pittsburgh. That's right. And his guys. Now, when I went to college at Clarion, I probably didn't know that many Italian-Americans at North Allegheny High School. We didn't have that great mix of people from all over out there. So when I went to Clarion, here's who I met and befriended them long before I met my wife. Louis Bacco, Tony Mongaluso, Barry Colonna. Like I mean, cast just a, I like cast of Goodfellas. <laughs> I know. That's the truth. It's cool. I, I lived in Bloomfield for about two years. In, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Robert Oldensky and I, and my favorite thing was, there was a place 
there. It was an after hours club called something of blood or something. It's like castle a, of blood. Castle of blood. So it was, it was, it was like a, so it's you got a private club, 2 a.m. and stuff. So I am, my buddy brings me in and, and they say, you want to join? And I go, okay. And the guy sits me in and he's like, hey, I'm going to join Lifetime. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess. So I filled out more information than I give my accountant. And every, I mean, every, he took 10 pages of stuff, information. The guy, till this day, knows everything about me. My social security number, my favorite color, everything. So he's good. So I look and I'm thinking, I wonder, this is going to be like, this is lifetime days. What, $1,000? I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. Lifetime. You get a checkbook. I go, how much is it? Serious. Five dollars. Five dollars. <laughs> After all that paperwork. Yes, I'm a lifetime member for five dollars. Well, wait a minute. Sure. Was your mother Italian? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're, uh, I'm uh, I'm half Italian, half Polish. Okay. My, was, uh, my wife's half Italian, half Polish. Sicilian, yeah. And Louis, where did Louis, you come Louis. from? Well, so my family originated in Beachview, which was another area of town. Put it Italy Zach or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a town right across from St. Pamphilus Church. Um, now Our Lady of Victory. Now. Yes. But, the, the but you're like, you're like what they call a legacy Italian because you've had a history of, you know, people in your family. Who was the first to come, your grandfather or your dad? My grandfather. Oh. Okay. Yeah. What part of Italy? So uh, both my mom's side, Napoletan, Naples. Okay. And, Been there? Uh, my father's side, Calabrese. Or a little town called Formicola, which oh. is close to Caserta, which is known for all of its gold. Really? I'm not familiar with that, but they have, you know, the Golden Toilet. Can you see it before? Can you, can you, I, castle. Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> the original I, Golden I have a Toilet. Quick for, I have a quick question for you. You talked about all those gentlemen, the Italian-American you met, but what were their nicknames? Those oh, everybody has a nickname. That's the other thing. My father-in-law, who grew up in South Oakland, was a child of immigrants from Pizza Farad in Abruzzo, same town as Bruno San Martino. Jimmy Crenn was there in the piazza with the people. Uh, they had a nickname for everybody in the neighborhood. My, and Bobby, you know that's true. They well, call you, what do they call you? Nickname, you? Buzz. They call me Buzz you, because in, of my in last Pittsburgh, name. Pittsburgh, my dad, I'd be, on the phone, I'd be on the phone listening to my dad talking to me. I remember strip district with it. And everyone had a nickname. And I didn't even realize until later, it's like, you know, there's Buzzy, Little Buzzy, Big Dodo, Little Dodo. All, it was like Big and Little, too, so it's kind of amazing. That's right. Who was I thinking of? The LeMant brothers. <laughs> and then, I don't know. There were twins, twins. somewhere. Twins. You Triplets. remember the twins? Oh, yeah. Triplets. Anyway, no. so Beachview, Bloomfield, Strip District. Cover. Millville. Millville, baby. Millville. I was thrown out when I, I was eaten. three. That's how <laughs> I, my mom was from Millville. Anyway, Millville. the reason we wanted to talk to you guys is your extensive experience. You're a lawyer, and so. your, I guess your primary focus has been over the years on licensing for alcohol, liquor licenses for restaurants and bars, right? Third generation started with my grandfather. Right. He so, was, yeah. yes, that's what I thought. That's right. what I mean. Well, you're a legacy guy. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, Louis Caputo meets Bobby Buzzelli, and Bob is a legendary high finance man, PNC, BNY, Mellon, other bank. And then you get together. How do you guys get together and meet Smokey Robinson and create a whole line of wine? I don't know if I'm legendary, but I will say this. I, I met Louis. Uh, through the Italian Scholarship Foundation. We're board members, but I always knew of Lou, his family, the Caputo's family, because they're well-known in, in the uh, uh, beverage business, restaurants and bars. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was working with Smokey Robinson over the years, I ended up working with him uh, as a family office, his manager. Uh, we talked about originating a, a brand for him on, on a wine business. Uh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't move forward on it until you know a few years of me pushing and he finally committed, and so 
um, I knew Lou uh, at that particular time was in this space and I, kn I needed some help and we came together. He met Smokey and we talked about an opportunity of launching a brand, a Smokey Robinson Wines. And how long ago was that? Oof, our, our original, that original conversation was at least four years ago. So, uh, so it, was, it hasn't been that long, but look what that. you we're, guys have we're done. We're still young. We're still young. And, it's, and the, the, the taste is great. We'll keep Bobby young. He, he's always <laughs> looks young. He doesn't change. <laughs> but, but, you know, the wine, Smokey's wine is really a great tasting wine. But yeah. the cool thing was, and Bob, was it you came with the idea using uh, song titles or whatever, or parts of song yeah. for, for the names of the wine. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Beautiful. Well, you know... It, I can't take all the credit, but, yeah, but, take but you know, we... we well, oh, go we, ahead. Everybody well, else you know, does. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the credit because I'm going to take it. What's that part? You yeah. know what? He has so many songs, so many, yeah. so many uh, things to pick from. Right. Uh, when we talked, Lou and I talked about having maybe four to five different wines mm -hmm. that we, we felt that, you know, his iconic name with his iconic songs, it really fit well with wine. Wine is really, a, you know, it's a classier type of uh, beverage. Right. You know, Smokey has that... that class about him and his songs were looked upon so mm -hmm. they we, we were actually talked about each each one of those names on his top 20 songs right, right. we went, went through a process They're elegant and smooth on ourselves like and we knew that so. certain songs would sound more masculine right to the wines and we said it in example spoke, example what, give me a couple cruising uh, with the cabernet um, second that emotion cabernet okay the chardonnay our, our, our newest wine uh we're just releasing now the ooh baby baby rose there you go all right how can you beat that? Larry? I, you can't. That's strong. That, that's that's really strong. And this is taken off. So you you started sourcing it and working out of Pittsburgh, right? But now you you've gone nationwide. Yes, that's correct. Uh, we we engaged with Garrison Hughes, um, who is another Bloomfielder, Billy Garrison, who I grew up with. Okay. And their firm is terrific in in this space of advertising and, and graphics mm -hmm. so we sat down with Smokey with them and they listened to Smokey's thoughts about what he his passion and who he is and they came up with the labels um, which we've been getting major praise across the country sure. from the top folks at Southern to Albertsons uh, they're top folks that love the packaging it's a great so we hit a grand slam on the packaging guys to be perfectly honest and the nice thing is where we get the broadcast this place is developed I think in one of the cooler not just wine bar I think it's the coolest bar and it's one of the cool bars in the city if you haven't tried it yet everyone uh, it's on the south side and the south side because something gets a bad rep this part up here 23rd Vine, I'm telling you you do a nice glass of wine it takes it when I walk in here man you're transported into like some cool yeah. vibe I'm thinking Napa Valley Cafe I've been to or whatever. Well, this that, looks like some of the, to it. some of the places we went to in Italy. Exactly, like the back court, like right. the backyard. You know, it's cool. Yeah, so Louis, you, you're kind of, kind of the wine guy by heritage, too. Yes, sir. Now, did your family make wine also growing up? Oddly enough, we never made wine. Really? We drank wine. You were smart to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of dealing with the stamping of the grapes. Bobby. Bob, yeah, Bobby's you wine. You still make wine, Bob? Winemaker. My great-grandfather came here in the 1800s. He was making wine. My grandpa. From where? My, uh, my father's family's from Abruzzi. Uh, Castel del Sangro, the club you mentioned, yeah. the Castle of Blood, that's the Castel del Sangro. Lifetime member, that, That's a city in Italy, <laughs> and that's the social club. Oh. And then my mother's family came from Calabria, uh, Casenza. So do you have the paperwork that Jimmy filled out? You know what? Yes, you do. We, we did yes. do an audit, and yes. his name did come up know, because I mean, the last name didn't end in a vowel. We thought there was an issue. There's a guy. There's a guy. So I've told this story about my father-in-law when I first met him. I wasn't even married to his daughter yet, 
And he said, I need you to do that thing you do. I said, what thing I do? He goes, that thing where you talk to people in a group. I go, MC. He goes, that's it. I go, for what? And he goes, the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. And I'm like, but I'm not Italian. He goes, don't worry, I'll take care of it. You were that, that night you were. Right? That 33 you were years sure. later, I'm still doing it. Well, you, you've been to some of those. Oh, events. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got great you inducted me into that. I know. I you were there. Of, of, the dinners are great, by the you way. You forgot. I didn't forget. Bobby forgot. I didn't forget. <laughs> did you buy a table? I did buy a table for years. The food's still buying tables. Yeah. You don't play that. The only problem is you never serve. Italians in a group like that, <laughs> Italian food. Correct. Because oh. all you hear is this isn't like my like, sauce, my mother's sauce. A little more my sweeter, grandma. be uh, like my mom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My, yes. It's, you're better off <laughs> serving Chinese food yeah. right, to that group. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. Anyway, but the wine, see, what's more basic than wine? People always say, I, I never got into wine until I met my in-laws. Yeah. I was just a beer guy, hey, you know, typical Pittsburgh started guy. Started the Last Supper, buddy. It's been around a while. Right. <laughs> no. Very spiritual. Very Who true. made wine at the wedding in Cana? There you go. Jesus. Thank you. Who right? can argue with that? Huh? So how can you argue, I'm going to have a glass. Now, they never say if it's Chardonnay or, or a Zinfandel. Bob, Bob, or, Bob, 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 Marketing. We call it like the miracle wine. It's, a, it's whatever you Ooh, want it to be, Mary. It's whatever you want it to yes, be. Yes, and I, I mean, I can't imagine. Because, I mean, literally, that was the first miracle. Yeah. He went to the wedding. He's 30 years old, yeah. living with his parents. <laughs> yes. He didn't want to go to the wedding, but out of respect for his mother, he went. Just like we all did. They got there. They said they're going to run out of wine. He knew it. It was coming. Mm-hmm. And she said, Jesus. And he said. I got a couple of miracles. There you go. Can, yeah. Well, no. The first <laughs> thing one. he said was. It was teed up for him. No. The I first thing so. he said, it's in the Bible. Yeah. It's say? not my time, mother. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And she but gave him the look that we've all got. When your mother says, yeah. that's the time your mom so even, picked up a spoon. Even the all Lord right, said, all right, mom. All right, mom. That's right. <laughs> In all Aramaic, right, that's what he said. Yeah, all right, mom. Mom, make them wine. Well, white or red? Both. Oh, my God. What's better? So they filled the water in the casks, and then they, gave, they had the sommelier. What do you call the guy? Sommelier. Sommelier. Yep. And that's he went over, Jesus. and they said, try it. So he opened it up. He was surprised. Whoa. He took a sip. He goes, normally you serve the best wine first, uh, but you save the best for last. See that? Now, isn't that a guy you want to get to know better? I agree. <laughs> right? High priest. He, he came right in and took over. But, but cool. that's the history sure. of the wine. It goes right? back to breaking bread and all, you know, family. And it's, it's right. well, up like that, I'm I mean, very happy I'm a I mean, part of this. Larry, the fundamentals <laughs> of wine are still the same. Yeah. You know, you, you After agree, all these years. It's, it's the beauty. The no they, they ferment. You, you, know, you add some sulfites maybe to sustain them. Maybe that's the difference, but there's not much difference. All right. We want to talk about what wines go with what. So we'll, we'll call this Yinzer. <laughs> Yinzer Sommelier. Yinzer Sommelier. <laughs> Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, and our good friends Bobby Buzzelli, Louis Caputo. Episode 10. We have this amazing app. It's called Odyssey. It's a free app. You get on your phone. You can listen to us anywhere. You have access to these great podcasts like Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland. She'll be back with us in our episode 11 venture. We're going to Giant Eagle Settlers Ridge. We'll be there at 11 a.m. on Thursday, December 9th. And then uh, we're, we're going to explore some foods. But right now we're talking wines with the guys behind 23rd and Vine, East Carson Street, near the Birmingham Bridge on the south side. That would be Bob Bozzelli, Lou Caputo. So how much thought do you put in with matching up 
what wines go with what? Well, you know, Larry, it's we're here for our customers, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why at 23rd and Vine here, we have any wine to match any palate, right? And, and the wine brings out oh. the food, right? Is that what is the, the, the taste? Wine it's brings out, out the food. It's a nice combination, I guess. So, uh, you know, the big, biggest thing for me about wine is, and, uh, you know, it's just wine is good anytime, any day. And it's all what you like, right? So people come in, they may say, you know, I'm having this for dinner, a steak, I want red wine, right. I'm having chicken, fish, I want white wine. And that's great. But here we like to make sure you just get what you like. And in my opinion, you know, good wine goes with anything. So you have choices, the California grapes and grapes from Italy, you've utilized both. And we've actually just added some wineries from Portugal hmm. as well. So yeah, right now we have uh, wines from Italy, wines from California, wines from Portugal. Uh, upcoming, we have uh, a winery from New Zealand that'll be here very soon, uh, say probably the beginning of the year. We'll be adding some wines from there. I know a lot of people like the Sauvignon Blancs from New Zealand right, and the big. Pinot Noirs from mm-hmm. New Zealand. Uh, so we'll be adding Malbecs, which is another uh, uh, What is a wine. Malbec? That's a traditional grape of I'm glad you asked because I don't know. I was, New Zealand. I, 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 I <laughs> That's pretty good. I right. pretend. Like, you want a Malbec? Argentina? Yes. yes. Argentina, Argentina, New Zealand. Argentina is the... So it has something to do with the grapes. 100%. You know, certain grapes grow better in certain regions. And so if you're in Argentina, you're known for your Malbec. Just like, you know, California, you're known for your Chardonnay. You know, you go to France, yeah. you're known for your Chablis, which is the Chardonnay of France, well, right? It, since we're getting some education here, and <laughs> yeah. I, I pretend like Strong. I know talking about this degree. I love when I come here, it's the best sangria. <laughs> what is sangria? Is sangria a mixture of wines? or What, what, what is yeah. exactly? Sa- sangria is a wine-based cocktail. It. Like some. Get you some. Oh yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. It's the best sangria. You know what? Not I've ever only had in the country. Not only do we have it here for you to drink, yeah. but we have packets you can take home with oh you. Oh my! Well, I live two blocks away. I can come in and drink every day, every morning. <laughs> yeah. So what's a cabernet? Here. Cabernet. Once again, traditional grape. Um, it is the specific grape uh, for you know grown everywhere, but uh, you know in California, Napa Valley, obviously that's uh, well known for the cabernet. Oakville. What about a nice Chianti? Uh, come on, with some fava. <laughs> Italy. That's Tuscany. 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 It's funny the health benefits of wine. It's funny my my great grandmother, Bopshi, Polish side. She uh, I used to notice when I was kids. She when I got older, I got a little bit of taste. She used to drink a glass of wine, red wine. Oh yeah. Whatever it was every day. Oh yeah. See, I was a glass of wine every day. She goes, "This is good for you, Sonny." And she'd give me like a little, you know, <laughs> helps like, digestion. Hey, it, is. it must. There's something. She lived 102. Well, I remember when they'd come out. You know, periodically you get these reports. Mm-hmm. Wine is good for your digestion, or red wines are good. Six bottles at one it's, time. Well, yeah. Well, I, I can remember my dad saying to my mother, who didn't drink, "No, they said this is good for your heart." Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she said the same, same thing. thing. I only drink six <laughs> bottles, a glass or two, not the whole couple bottle. Glass, couple glasses. And so now that you've got this smoky thing going, you got other because of that, people were interested. Other right. famous people, right? Right, Bob. We do. We're we're. We had the pleasure of getting to know Emilio Estefan, and he and his wife, Gloria, we happen to be the, uh, the winemakers for their proprietary wines, cool. which mm-hmm. they have there. You already did that. We already right. did. We're working with them right now in Florida on the hotels and restaurants that they own, and they've asked us to roll it out across the country mm-hmm. in a similar fashion right. w- okay. on what we've just Fun. done with Smokey Robinson. Nice. Yeah. 
You know, I would love to see between the two of you, the people that call you when you're sitting. Oh, that's Stevie Wonders on the phone. Yes. Excuse me. I have to take this call. No, impressive Rolodex. Yeah. I mean, it really is, though, because Smokey, how did you originally meet Smokey? I met Smokey at the Kentucky Derby back in 06. Um, I happened to go there with a client of mine uh, who was from Youngstown, a uh, developer. And uh, we happened to sit in Churchill Downs in the, in the uh, suite where all the celebrities come to. And I was at a table, uh, and Smokey Robinson knew the developer I was with, and he and his wife came over to say hello. They go every year. And when I was introduced as a banker who was working with Fifth Third Bank, running the bank at the time, uh, with Jay Ferguson, um, Smokey immediately came over to me and handed me the phone, and I thought he had the wrong person. <laughs> and lo and behold, he was smart enough to know uh, Dick Barton, who was the uh, person who owned the rights to build the casino here in Pittsburgh, Smokey was a 1% owner. Oh, wow. And okay. because of that, he was looking for a bridge debt of about $180 million. And A bridge debt of $180 million? <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Yeah, right. let's get a bridge. Yeah, and so we ended up, we ended up uh, having that conversation, and we started from there. But ironically, his wife, Frances, was from Pittsburgh. So she continued to call me, and they were looking for a connection and some help. So from that point on, we took off uh, as a relationship and friendship. And Francis and the, the, grew up in South Oakland on Robinson Street. from Oakland. Every great person. <laughs> you know, it's funny as uh, you know, Bob and Lou, that's a Pittsburgh thing, I think. The more success they get, the more they share. They do. Yeah. They do. That's they, 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 you, I never forget where you came from, kind of. And I love that about these guys. And uh, so with Smokey, we've got, I've gotten, I mean, I idolize, I get to know him a little bit through Bob and Lou, you know, meeting him. But the funny thing is, uh, you think these guys, you know, idolize them. Smokey, yeah. you talk like the all-time legends. I'm sorry, he's a, he's in there with Elvis. To be, really, he's going to be in there for sure. with his writing, and right? So he's like God or something in a way. But my point I'm making is, when you know him for about ten minutes, he's a regular guy, man. He's like us. He's just, I mean, you know, he's a guy. He's a regular guy. He likes to do regular things more than the other, more than the crazy. He likes to like go to a regular place, like oh, the yeah. pleasure bar. Wherever I, you I brought him to the pleasure <laughs> bar yeah, one day. I announced. I said, "Would you mind that's coming to my old neighborhood? I want to pop in this place. They love you down there." He walked in. They had the music playing. There was about 100 people in there. They <laughs> cheered for him when he walked in, and they were all hugging him, and they were just uh, so happy to see him. And he got back in the car, and he said, Bobby, I'll go back to that place anytime, baby, anytime. <laughs> I, I love, love that. That's the kind of heart he has. Yeah. He's a good heart. Well, I'll tell you, you talk about a funny story with Smokey and how just a regular guy he is. Mm -hmm. So the first time Bobby and I are out in California, we're going to play golf. Smokey's a big golfer. loves to play golf. So he gives us an address. He says, all right, guys, meet me there. We show up. I mean... This uh, South Park looks like Nemecoling compared to this place, right? I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, and I'm looking around. I'm, I'm thinking, hey, smoke, we're going to Riviera. Where are we right. going? Right. Yeah. I mean, you guys, have, you got three memberships. So I'm walking around. I'm saying, you know, Bobby, we got the right place here. You know, my loner set had three clubs and a putter. I walk up to the guy. I said, uh, sir, I said, we're here to meet Mr. Robinson. Are we in the right place? He goes, he'll be here soon, fella. <laughs> right? Get a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, right, here comes Smoke. You're running in from the car. And I'm looking at him. He's looking at you looks at me. He goes, hey, baby, as long as there's grass and a tea. He's ready. Uh, that's it. That's we're there. classic. <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess we're doing this, Bobby. He's the greatest. <laughs> so so, his wife, too. She's wonderful. Before we wrap this up, I want everybody to know that on my birthday, December 22nd, Coming up. they're going to air. I just threw it out there casually, <laughs> I know it. I just in I case. Know you tell me every day. I get, casually. I know when it's ordered. Uh, they're going to air Kennedy Honors. And one of the honorees is Barry Gordy, who founded Motown with Smokey Robinson. And Smokey's going to be there with his wife, Frances, and the third wheel. 
Bob Bozzelli, <laughs> you had to go get a tux. You're going to meet the president. You're going to the thing. I, I saw your I, your agenda. It's a lot. I've had the last two days of uh, folks from the media calling, and I was not prepared for 40 calls <laughs> and asking for interviews. That and was Jimmy. That was Jimmy. <laughs> I was twenty of voice. different voices. He I did. Sorry, right? Voice. Voice. Yeah, but you know, Smokey's performing, um, and he's also introducing Barry. It's kind of a Secret, that's but, tremendous. But, uh, that's it's a big deal. It, uh, I can't believe how good he is performing. By the way, he's like, oh, he's amazing. Right? I mean, I'm talking. Yes, hey, when you perform, I've been performing my whole life. You got to put a lot of energy out. You oh, do yeah. for that guy to do what he does. I mean, there's no age. In other words, I swear, I'm like just amazing. I don't know if you know. He just made his. Uh, he they just did a Christmas movie. Oh really? Smokey just a Christmas movie on Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, Miracle in the Motor City just Sunday. aired this. Yeah. Oh wow. Sunday. And so go check yeah, it out. It was, it was excellent. Yeah. And is it public about that thing? <laughs> He's going to do yet? Not yet. Not yet. But he has a movie coming out sh shortly in a, uh, probably a year, year and a half. But Work. the script's completed. Uh, That's what I meant. Oh, sorry. Yes. Um, we have four or five different uh, studios that are interested in pretty much funding it. And, and we got a director almost committed. Uh, it's his lifetime story. It's a big, and it's not a, it's not a documentary. It's going to be a feature film. And if, we, if they need an exorcist. I know. <laughs> no way. You got to do it. One of our podcast guests uh, who just celebrated, and I saw he just celebrated his first anniversary with his wife, posted a picture. Oh, you know, guy, he Bob. posted, yeah. Bob Cramner, former Allegheny County Commissioner here in Pittsburgh, wrote a book about the demon that possessed his house demon in Brownsville, right? Demon of Brownsville Road. Making a movie. And they're making a movie, and they actually utilized an exorcist. You Have you heard this? Real I have exorcist. not. I'm well, interested. <laughs> we've been pushing and pumping for Jimmy to be the exorcist. The exorcist. He met the actual oh exorcist. 100%. This is a Pittsburgh haunted house. Now, I get, met the exorcist. you got to give it, give it to him. Go ahead. Yeah. Let him have it. I walk in the house, okay? I got a little bag. Exorcist always <laughs> have a bag. And I look around. I got Demon. Get out of the house. <laughs> Get out of the house now. That's it. That would work. That's my addition. That's my addition, by the way. That's not complete. Who wouldn't leave? <laughs> so Smokey needs an exorcist. We, we never know. Check the, I've checked the script. See if it's next. Well, we're really excited and appreciate your generosity letting us hang out in your wine cellar. Literally, it's 23rd and Bind East Carson Street near the Birmingham Bridge. Bob Budsali. Louis Caputo. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, and congratulations. Thank All you. the best. Thank you. Who knows? Thank who? You maybe yeah. Bob Dylan will call. He needs a wine. <laughs> <laughs> it's <And> a whiskey. <laughs> Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. We got Scott Mervis. There are some big shows coming to town. One of my all-time favorite bands is next. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, back with us for episode 11 meanwhile we're coming from 23rd and vine that's on east carson street near the birmingham bridge again it was great to talk to bob bazzelli and louis caputo now we got that other italian scott mervis <laughs> but from the post gazette who's been for a few decades doing what he does reviewing musical acts i've been thinking about the times you walked out on me there were moments i believe what? you were there <laughs> Do I miss you or am I lying to myself again? I do these things because of you. That's the opening line Larry, to yeah. I'll be all right without you. Journey. Journey? That's, wait, that's your favorite Journey. band? Journey's, Journey's come. your favorite band? It's, not it's wrong. I love Journey. Top five. Okay. Coming February 22nd <laughs> with Billy Idol. 
Wow, he's opening first time in 20 years, I believe, for Billy Idol. Is Pittsburgh. that right? Whoa. Yeah, Billy I, Idol never comes here, ever. There are he's people been here like three times. I love his true. song it's "Eyes true. Without a Face." Yeah, it fits now more than ever. It seems to, yeah, it's <laughs> for game. some reason. Yeah. So Scott is our <laughs> music go-to guy to talk about the big shows coming. We heard these announcements here over the last few months, and some just recently. So you got Billy Joel coming to PNC Park in August. You have Elton John. When is he actually going to retire? I think the uh, this Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour goes on to 2035. Oh, my God. Yeah, something like that. And so then, another 15 years. So maybe. he's 99. Well, you so know, he's 99. Those yeah. guys, in, in, you know, you know this, uh, working behind the scenes, those guys have a lavish lifestyle. And you have to, you better make, you got to make some coin. They have nine servants and 150 roses. You're right. Every day I or can't whatever. imagine. You got to make some coins. So that's what yet they, they love. I that. went to oh, see Bob can't. Dylan, and I wondered, he's 80 years old, yeah. still performing. I'm like, why? Why does he have to, or does he just love the music that much? It. And you guys were right. I couldn't yeah. understand a word he said. Not, I thought he was more clear than usual, but I, I think he hit a phase like in the like the 90s where he just decided like, hey. I am a song and dance man is what I am. And I'm just going to play for the people and spend my rest of my life doing it. And when, and you could so do it's so been this never ending tour ever since. When you could do something and it's great. It's like they asked Tom Brady to retire. Like, and you could do something great and you're doing it. Why quit? I mean, that's what these guys are performers. You know, I, I, I applaud him for right. that because we saw the Rolling Stones this year. And uh, it seems like this older crowd is very successful in their tours late in life. And there's a yeah. comedian that Crossing did a whole bunch of songs. He reworded like yeah. if they were out singing the Abba's back, but they're doing some kind of holistic look where a holograph. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, it, and okay. it, it looks like how they used to look, but they're actually singing as they are now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very interesting. And at YMCA, he was joking about the village people changing it to AARP. <laughs> yeah. That's where Bob Dylan did his one interview the last 20 years. I, I actually came, you know, we just saw Mick Jagger dancing around the stage. Like yeah. He was 19, literally, literally wow. 19. I came to talk about somebody who's going to come out in the civic arena, put a chair down and just sit there and sing. Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Really? Yes. When's that happening? That's December 13th. And that's, oh, that's coming that's up. That's what I want to talk about today. That's All right. Just, just, that's it. Just going to be like so, an intimate time thing in a Well, well it's Genesis. Yeah, so, you know, thing. which which actually, okay, so the story goes back to 1972 that I, I, I've been immersing myself in Genesis the last couple of days. Okay. And our friend Rich Angler, okay, right. was just starting out in concert promotion. It's late 1972. He books Lou Reed for the Alpine Ice Arena. Lou Reed's on. I remember that place. Had, had done a walk on the wild. He had just <laughs> done walk there. on the wild side. Fog yeah. hat played there. Did they really? Yeah. I wow. Played, I played there. So the agent. <laughs> So he's got Lou Reed coming. The agent calls and said, hey, hey Rich, I, I, I got an opener I want to put on the bill. And Rich goes like, all right, yeah, I've been looking for an opener. Who you got? And he goes, I got this band called Genesis, right? And Rich goes, I never heard of Genesis. <laughs> the guy goes, you'll like them. Don't worry about it. You'll like them. So that's how we got this bill. It was the same agent. This cr one, of the, one of the craziest bills, I think, in Pittsburgh music history of Genesis opening for Lou Reed. That's, they couldn't be any more disparate in terms of genre. Lou right. Reed being this like New York street right. guy. It's just a different Genesis, vibe. like fairy and elves and, you know, prog rock from Britain. Huh. Um, 
And so Genesis' first performance in Pittsburgh was at the Alpine Ice Arena. With Lou Reed. Opening for Lou Reed. And the, there were only two shows on that, Gen- on that Genesis and Lou Reed tour hmm. where Genesis opened for Lou Reed. And the other one was in Toronto. Um, and Getty, there was an interview with Getty Lee of Rush where he talks about how he saw that. Saw Genesis was so blown away he couldn't even stay for Lou Reed after seeing Genesis. That's it why was Lou so Reed, amazing. That's why it's only two shows. Lou called, "Hey, get that Genesis band off. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> follow this band." Stranger things haven't happened. That'd be He's like great. putting <laughs> Bocelli and Chris Christopherson together. I like. Yeah, that. well, like you know, vibe. back then they didn't really they didn't think well we have to match the genre. You know how the monkey right. like Hendrix opened for the monkeys, right? You know, didn't I didn't so, know I mean, that. Th- th- yeah, Hendrix went on tour with the Monkees. It didn't last long. There's it probably a whole book in those kind of stories alone who probably, opened for people that ended is. up being the bigger act down the road. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, Genesis, you know, they went on to be like one of Rich's favorite bands. And I think that's probably part of why Genesis has been here on almost every single tour. Um, they went on to play the mosque. They went on to play the arena. 87, they jumped to the stadium. Um and now Phil is 70 and they're, you know. Do you know if it's sold out? I don't believe that it is, but I, I haven't looked into that. Phil Collins yeah. is 70? Phil Collins is 70, You know what's yeah. beautiful about Phil Collins? When he was 40, he looked 70. So now he's 70, <laughs> he looks good. He looks 40. <laughs> yeah, it's but he's, what's his ailment that prevents him from? Uh, he had some kind of spinal surgery. So oh, he, wow. he can't play drums anymore, but his, his son, who is 20, is going to play the drums. Okay. Um, but I, I want to tell, I don't know how much time we have. Go ahead. I want to tell a quick Podcast. story Go ahead. that I just discovered while researching this Genesis story because, you know, the Beatles, everyone's talking about the Beatles right now mm-hmm. with the uh, documentary Get Back. And so, so there's this story that uh, in 1970, George Harrison was doing the All Things Must Pass album, right? His solo album after the Beatles. And Phil Collins is in a local uh, London band, finds out that they need a percussionist. Okay, so somehow he gets into this session for George Harrison's All Things Must Pass. He, he grew up like every British kid idolizing the Beatles. He can't believe he's on this thing with George Harrison. Gets to the studio. Billy Preston is there. Ringo Starr is there. Phil Spector is, is producing. It's this uh, amazing scene. So Phil's told to get over there on the congas for the song Art of Dying. And... Uh, he he does the session which he doesn't think goes goes very well, but you know he's just so nervous, so excited to be there. A little while later, the album comes out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just dominating. No, A little while the, the album comes out. Yeah. Phil go Phil Collins goes to the store to buy All Things Must Pass by George Harrison. He's not on it. It's not on the song. He's not on the credits. Huh. His big studio session with George Harrison comes to nothing. Years and years go by later and Phil Collins becomes of course international superstar and he runs into a mutual friend of George Harrison's when he's buying a house and uh, tells him hey Phil you know um, George Harrison's uh, remixing remastering all things must pass and uh, I, I heard that maybe you were on that album you know and Phil was like you know I was I was in the session I was never I never made it onto the album right so two day, two, a couple days later, Phil gets a tape in the mail from George Harrison, okay? And it's a tape of the session with Phil playing the congas. And it sounds absolutely awful. Really? The congas are loud. Oh, okay. 
they're out of <laughs> rhythm. So it's legit. And there's a comment at the end where Harrison goes, says to Phil Spector, we got to get these congas off of here, right? That's so Phil horrible. Collins is just, he hears this, he's like, oh my God. It's like, I was, t I was horrible. <laughs> so he contacts George Harrison, he apologized, like, you know, I was on your session for Art of Dying. It was, it was horrible. Yeah. George Harrison goes, Phil, that's a prank. I just sent oh. you that tape. No, he didn't. <laughs> that's he not the real tape. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> he brought in Elton John, getting back to, he brought in Ray Cooper oh, to record awesome. the worst sounding congas he oh could possibly God, that's, get. That's awesome. And he sends it to Phil Collins and says, this is your performance, Phil. That's a great story. Oh, my God. He was right the what is the bottom there. line, though, with the show? What have you heard oh, the about show. the tour itself? I mean, are you hearing? And who's opening, if anybody? Uh, no opener, I don't believe, because Genesis, you know, they'll play for six hours. But, um, uh, you know, it's funny, um, Larry, I've been researching, like, all the past history. And I haven't gotten up to the current history yet, like, I assume that because um, you, you know, usually know the set list and all that. I stuff. will. I will hundred percent will. Are you going? You're going to be right there, now, right? Not, yeah, yeah. I I'll think Jimmy, you should good. open for I'd Phil. For, yeah, for, for Genesis, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'd be all in. What would your go? Well, they can't if, get Lou Reed. Well, Jimmy and I have been taking singing lessons from the same person. He introduced me to Beth Clausen, who's a extraordinarily talented and extraordinarily patient woman. Patient for us, huh? With the emphasis on patient with yes. some of her pupils, mm -hmm. me being one of them. But so, Jim, if you had to pick one song that you were going to sing, you only get one, yeah. what would it be? Dun, dun, that's what I like. Dun, dun. <laughs> Something like that. And now, and here's, they they all, here's they Genesis. Here's the audition open for Genesis. Yeah. I wish they all could be crapped in England, girls. <laughs> you know what, a little Beach Boy, a little Brian Wilson. You're well-loved enough in Pittsburgh. I'm sure it would go over great. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Yeah, that's... that's Every person no. there for Genesis would know exactly who you are. They would put up with whatever you want to do. put up with it. For five minutes. That's it. I, that's all my actors. <laughs> you got five, five minutes. minutes. I told you guys, <laughs> I opened for Cher once. Yeah. They said, <laughs> I was so excited to meet Cher. That's awesome. You know, when you're on the radio, they say, hey, we want you to introduce yes. Cher. I didn't open for her. I didn't do any stand-up or sing. But I thought at least I'll get to meet her. Right. I was there so early. There were guys putting lights up. There was nobody there. They go, okay, you have to read this. Uh, there's no smoking in the arena. <laughs> and it was, you know, like 60 seconds, not even. Every line of the crowd hit it. you, though. You're not allowed to smoke, and I'll let drink, and I'll do it. What? <laughs> and then they moved me off the stage. Yeah. I never got a hint of share. Do you ever even feel like you're in your own body when you have to do something like that? Or are you just sort of floating That's above yourself? Kind of you if I'd have met her, maybe. I broke, I broke the rule. Uh, Monsters of Rock, uh, I broke where you're supposed I was supposed to only say, no smoking, blah, blah, 30 seconds. And I had never been in front of a crowd that big instead of, and oh. they didn't care. They're screaming. There's like 35,000 right. people. I think five minutes they had to come out and get me. Because like, are you ready to rock? I start talking. I start doing. I start talking. Oh, you're supposed to just send my smoking. I was like, eh, sorry. Just snuck in a little bit, couple. You made yeah. it your moment. Yes, yeah, but you I know could, what? I made my moment. Financially, that was Rich Angler's worst day yeah. of his entire and fifty best year history. Isn't that weird? <laughs> oh, I don't like this. you had to say you're not allowed to bring kegs of beer into the stadium. <laughs> yes, nothing. You, know, you had to add stuff like that. <laughs> you know what's weird? Because people would have done it. Well, we're, we're opening is the weirdest thing. Opening. I. I uh, Open for Gloria Estefan in Miami Sound Machine, a couple a lot of big, these bands back in the day. But so they had about twelve thousand, right? And uh, we were playing this college. I can't remember where it was in uh, somewhere in Virginia, West Virginia. Rich actually booked me the opener. But anyway, when you're doing the, these shows, 
it's not like a comedy club. I'm like, you're talking. And the weird thing was, the first time I did it, the, the audience is just there, and you're, you're, got, you're talking. I had a guy heckle me for my whole 20 minutes. Now, they can't hear it. I can't even talk to him. And the whole time I'm doing my act, no one could hear but me and maybe the people around him. But I just keep doing my act, and you hear, you suck, over and over as I'm doing, trying to get through. It's a heckle, and I can't say, hey, buddy, you can't work him. That's it. So it was a weird you it's just an have adjustment. To push through that. You got to just push through it. It's just there's an adjustment. Yeah. So check out <laughs> Phil Collins. There's probably people heckling the podcast as we're speaking. Genesis. Oh, yeah. That's okay. There's there there are, there are haters they're in everywhere. the world, and we're not going to entertain. Yeah, they, they're they're there. I know. I used to be the weather guy on TV. I used to oh, get it. You get oh, a lot of yeah. that. We'll Weatherman. save that for a future podcast. Want to thank our producer Dick Roberts, <laughs> Rick Dolnak, our famous actor friend who comes and helps. Jim Petolsky, our engineer, has done a great job and glad to see him back. And we're going to be at Giant Eagle Settlers Ridge Thursday, December 9th at 11 o'clock. Jim, I'm excited about that, too. It's be a lot of fun, man. Scott yeah. Mervis, the man behind the music, postgazette.com. Thank you, Scott. Thanks Mervis. for having me. And Sheila Hyland will also be with us. We want to thank you, Odyssey, the free app, or go to kdkradio.com. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.